Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That, the podcast where we celebrate films we think are underrated, underappreciated, underseen, or we just really, really wanted to talk about them. I am your host, Alice Oliver, and with me, as always, is Josh Hallam. Josh, how are we today? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Very well also. Uh, We've also got a very special guest joining us today. Uh, She is an author. She is a mental health advocate. She is the visibility queen of North Wales. It's Kat Massey. Kat, a very warm welcome to the show. How are you today? Oh, thanks, Alice. And thanks for calling me special. I like that. You're a special queen. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Very positive vibes only on this podcast. (laughs) Are you well, Kat? Are Are you having a good week so far? Yeah, I'm absolutely fantastic. What about you guys? We're good. Well, I think we're good, aren't we, Josh? I think we're yeah, we're yeah, we're okay. Yeah, yeah. Always, always lovely to have a guest here. Really mixes things I'm, up. I'm a bit. excited for this, to be honest. And we'll, yeah. we'll come on to that. But we can we can get a bit sick of each other sometimes, so it's yeah. always most nice of the breaking time. up most, a little most bit. Of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> so, Kat, to start with, when we have a guest, we always start with a random question just to get to know you a little bit more. Um, so I will come to Josh with this one first, just so you can get an idea of of you know how it goes. So, Josh, what I want to know is what is the best TV theme tune slash theme song? <sighs> So many, isn't there? There's so, so many. many. So the first many. one that comes to mind when you've asked me that, and I, I've got, I've just got to say it. The first one that came to mind was Match of the Day. Oh God! I know, and I know it's, <laughs> and I know it's. You know, if you don't like football, then that's that's fair enough. But it's just so memorable. Like, even oh, it's people, iconic. It is. Yeah, people who don't like football know Match of the Day, right? But then I suppose if we're talking outside of sport, if you're talking things like sitcoms or, or dramas or whatever, I'd probably say. Friends is pretty iconic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and do you know what else I'd say as well, actually? And this is, and again, it just popped into my head. I'd say Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> I oh, don't know yeah. why, but I, oh, think it, I, 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 I think it's really iconic, that that flute and the the, the piano and all that. So, yeah, I'm going to go. I've got a kids one for you there, a sitcom and a football one. <laughs> what Heck about you? Range. So mine, so the one, my, my go-to is always uh, the family Ness. 
the theme tune from that. Did you ever, did either of you ever see The Family the, Nest? The one where it was the Loch Ness Monsters. Loch Ness Monsters. So it was a cartoon back in the 90s about Loch Ness Monsters and it had bagpipes playing. It was just kind of really big and fun, but oh, it's absolutely brilliant. For our non-British listeners, absolutely go on YouTube and type in The Family Nest theme tune because it is absolutely epic. And that's always the one I pick, but recently and i don't know why this popped into my head because i haven't seen or even thought about this show in years but the men behaving badly theme tune yeah that's a good you point. know with that really yeah. rich saxophone yeah yeah and i was yeah. like that's really cool actually like it's very playful it's quite it's quite groovy i loathe to use that word but <laughs> groovy. pretty groovy Aust- Austin pretty Powers groovy <laughs> But I was, so I think about that one a lot now. And I was like, actually, yeah, that one's really banging. Um, What about you, Kat? What do you think? Well, I'm getting a little bit of an insight into you guys. So we've got (laughs) Thomas and the Loch Ness. Okay. So mine completely polar opposite. So I'm an only fields and horses girl. Mm -hmm. Classic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was going to say friends because Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. I love cheers as well. Mm. Um, yeah yeah yeah, anything that's going to get me like you know it just one of them songs it just sticks in your head and Mm. you start singing it all that yeah i love stuff like that yeah Yeah. the ones you can sing along with definitely a lot of fun yeah and there are some that are just so iconic like from within the first two seconds of the play fresh fresh prince Fresh Prince. Yeah, absolutely. You I feel like we could on. do a whole episode yeah. just on just on TV theme songs. Yeah. We'll move on to the real reason why we're here. So, Kat, we're going to discuss a film of your choice this week. So you picked About Time, a film from 2013. So tell us what is the film about and why did you pick it? So it's it's a love story. It's about a, it's about a guy that really wants to find love and he's just he's quite geeky and he's brought up in a, a beauty I think it's Cornwall or Devon correct me if I'm wrong um and it's he's he's brought up in a beautiful like stately home and he looks like he's got you know quite well off and and he's got a really loving family but he's just really unlucky in love and I'm a sucker for love stories like that. So that is that is why I absolutely love it. But I love the twist on it that I wasn't expecting. So when I come to watch this film, I wasn't expecting it to be what, you know, do you want me to say? Do, do we give things away Absol- like that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I should I should have warned, actually, my mistake, but spoiler <laughs> alert for anybody listening, we absolutely talk about every single detail, so don't be worried about giving oh. anything away. So we okay. warned your listeners, spoiler alert. <laughs> no, 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 my bad, my bad. Go for it, go on. So when um, I asked my community, actually, I asked them to recommend a film for me because I talked to them about what's coming on here and everything, and I was just like, that one stood out to me and I don't know what it was. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll go and read it. And I was like, oh, it sounds like a bit of a love story and everything. And when it come on and then his dad had, has cancer and, and my dad does. So I, so straight away, we, I, I was, I was invested because it was, uh, but then when his dad said he could travel back in time, I was like, oh, it's going to be shit now. <laughs> we've just spoiled it now because it's going to be like and then he said to his son that you know all the men in in the 
in his world, you know, like the granddads, the uncles, the brothers can all travel back in time. They can't travel into the future, but they can travel back into time. And I was just, and I was, I got a bit lost there then because I was like, and then he was telling his son to go in a cupboard and, and think about where he wants to go. And I was like, I just, I'm, and my husband was watching it with me and he was like, this is going to be proper pants. And I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was amazing. And I just, I don't know what you guys thought when he went into the cupboard, but I was, I was totally, totally there with him then. I absolutely loved it. So why did you pick this one? Do you feel like it is one that is is maybe underrated, underseen, or was it just one that you felt sort of quite, like you said then, you've had quite emotional uh, response to it, obviously given some of the subject matter. So was this just a case of, oh, I love this film and I think it deserves to be spoken about in this way? Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of it before. I'd never seen it before. Um, I've, I've never watched it before, but I, I, I recognised some of the actors in it and, and I thought, oh, yeah, they usually play, you know, really good parts. But like I said, it 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 didn't get me straight away and then it got me and then I was like, no, I'm not going to like it. But then I just said, Kath, just bloody watch it and get invested. And then I absolutely loved it then because and there was an orange Audi in there, which... <laughs> Do you remember it? And that's like my brand colours. So I was totally there then when I was like, this is meant to be because on my vision board, right, one of the things I haven't achieved this year on my vision board is to visit Devon or Cornwall. And it, I found it really strange that in this film when I was watching it, all the things that, you know, like that I like resonate with was happening in this film. So I feel like it was, yeah, it was, I was meant to watch this film and I was meant to see and hear the dad say about even though he could travel back in time but to actually hear him say about living life and enjoying it and I think so many of us do that don't don't we 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 live we say we go to like I don't know Greg's get a sausage roll we're that busy thinking about the sausage roll and getting the money out of a purse or our card whatever we don't really acknowledge the person behind the counter and it was the little things like that, whereas we, if we just look up and be present a little bit more in life um, and get off our bloody mobile phones a little bit more, to actually just smile at the person behind the counter. And it, things like that really resonate with me because um, things like that mean a lot. Yeah, it sounds like it really connected with you on, on quite a few different levels as well. So it had quite a strong impact. Um, Josh, had you seen this one before? Yeah, so I went to the cinema to see it. Um, and um, so I sort of, I, I might have mentioned to you off mic or whatever that, that I had a, quite an interesting relationship with this film, which is that I absolutely loved it when I, when I, when I first watched it. It was one of the only times I have um, I've watched a film in the cinema and thought I could go back in and just start it again. And really? just watch it again. Yeah, wow. I love it. Wow. It's it's I think it's I think it's so sort of charming. I'm a bit of a romantic, it's very romantic. Um I do like Richard Curtis, I like the way he writes and stuff. Um so yeah, so I so I absolutely loved it. Over the years, I probably don't love it as much as when I first saw it, but that's probably because yeah. I've watched it, you know, a, a couple of times. That's just just natural. But um, got older, more yeah. cynical, and, and, you know. <laughs> and we yeah, we have a we have like an ongoing joke, me and my partner, because she really, really doesn't like this film. Um, and I love it. So I always like, every, you know, <laughs> there's you know, there's stupid jokes and you're in a couple that are only funny to you. And you can never explain to anyone else because they're not funny, but they are to you. <laughs> so whenever it's like Friday night, Saturday night, she put a film on, yeah, and I'll always go, about time? It's like, it's either about time or like, 
face off. Like, <laughs> like something. A great that, duo. Great duo. Yeah, of films. Both of them. Both of those films back to back. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, so that. So I, I love this film. I do, I do really love it. So I was really, I was made up when you picked it, Cat, because it gave me an excuse to actually watch it again. <laughs> so I bet your wife's like. Who's this cat? What do you mean yeah. she chose that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get her to pick another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. What about you, Alice? Had you seen it before? So I hadn't seen it. I'd, I guess I'd sort of heard of it and I recognised uh, the the sort of the thumbnail art, you know, that quite, it's quite an iconic image, I think, of Rachel McAdams and uh, Dom Hall Gleason. That's yeah. his name, right? I always worry that I'm going to say yeah, it yeah. wrong. Um, so I recognised that image. I had absolutely no idea that time travel was involved. I the the sort of idea that I had about it was that it was going to be about two people that had been friends for a long time and then they got together and that was the about time and then that was that uh. reference. So when the sort of time travel, when Bill Nye's character suddenly like, listen, mate, we can time travel. I was like, oh, okay. So that has gone in completely the opposite direction of where I was expecting it to go. Um, but I thought that there were there were sort of some things to like about it. So Bill Nye, I think, brings just this wonderful charm to, I think, anything that he does. Like I was thinking back to, obviously, in Love Actually, he's like, you know, a drunk has-been rock star and he's still incredibly likable and you're just always rooting for him. And I feel like he really brought that charm to this film and he was a real standout for me. And the relationship between him and his son, Tim, I thought was quite moving. And then you get, you know, sort of this awful um, kind of realisation towards the end that that he is dying and that he's going to be dead soon because he's got cancer. And the kind of realisation that falls over Tim on that, it's, it is quite a moving moment. And it's just kind of makes you realise that even though they have this, I guess, superpower that they can travel back in time, that isn't going to save this situation. Like, as, as amazing as that is, that isn't going to help. And obviously the rule is, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but when a new male heir is born, then the sort of the time travel stops with them. So then you can no longer travel back to before they were born. It's, so basically is that right? it, it's that you you can't change anything. Because so once you've had children, if you change anything, it might change. Essentially, it might change like the sperm that led to the baby. So yeah. therefore, he he goes back and he changes something. And he comes back to the present, and his his daughter is a son. Is a son, and yeah, obviously he doesn't know this kid. So he realizes that if he changes any even the slightest thing, mm. it might alter things like his children or you know mm. his relationship. His wife, with his wife. is a third child. Yeah, isn't she? yeah, yeah. 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 So then he has to come to terms with the fact that, oh, I'm not going to be able to go back anymore. Like, I can't stop my dad from getting cancer. And he just kind of has to live with that and sort of live it out. Um, so I thought that was quite moving. Um, there's a lot of ginger jokes in there because mm. obviously the main character is ginger. And I really appreciate a good ginger joke. Some of them were really funny and um, really well constructed. And I always enjoy that. Um some of the, just like the setting of it was really charming, like these little restaurants and these kind of little shops and the streets and stuff. It was all, it was all quite nice and clean and just sort of really endearing and really quite charming to look at, I thought. Um, what about you, Kat? What were some of your, your most favourite things about this film? I think it was his sister in hospital. Mm-hmm. When his sister was in hospital and, you know, she just had this and he was thinking, well, I can absolutely change this. And he, he went back in time to make sure she 
didn't end up in hospital, didn't have that car crash and everything was fine. But like you just said, Josh, when he got back, because he went back in time, he made, he, he um, messed up everything up. So when he walked into the kitchen to greet his daughter, was now a son. Yeah. And my husband's laughing. I'm in tears because Craig, <laughs> my husband finds that really funny. And I was like, oh my God, where's that little girl gone? I couldn't. But you know, and then he was like, "Right, I need to go back in time again." But this means now that my du- my sister will end up in hospital, and she will. And it was just he just realised that he couldn't change anything, but he actually did just by sitting by her bedside with his own wife and talking to her about, you know, you, you you're powerful enough to change your own life. And I just thought he wasn't using what you just called a superpower, but he kind of was. Even though he wasn't traveling in time, he was still using his superpower that he'd been brought, you know, he's been very, very well brought up by his parents and he's got a good mind on him. And he just, and obviously his sister has a few problems, but he just worked that through. And I just thought it was lovely to watch really simple acting, but lovely. And um, yeah, I love that bit. That was one of my favorites. I think that's a really good point that you raise, actually, because I hadn't quite viewed it that way because I thought. Like my first impression of the fact that like he sort of like the fact that he didn't go back in time to save his sister for or that he didn't do it again to go back in time to save his sister from the car crash. I initially thought that uh, I saw that as quite a selfish move. I was like, oh, you're doing this because you weren't happy with, with the child that was eventually born, even though, you know, it's still your child. It's still the child of the woman that you love. I'm sure you could still fall in love with him. Um, but that's a really interesting way to look at it. Like you just said, is that it's no, it's not. It's not about using this kind of magic that he has. It's about using the the years and years of a relationship he's got with his sister to you know let her know like you're you're not alone you're not helpless like you're not useless or whatever and we can come through this together so I think that's actually a really good point um Josh what about you what why why did you love this so much what was it that just pulled you in well first of all I think that's a really good point because I think the point that you've raised there Kat is is that what what the, the film sort of says is he's got this awesome power but there is no easy fix. So it doesn't matter. They can go back in time. His sister still has to learn how to fix it herself rather than him being able to fix it for her. And that's the whole thing, isn't it? And they sit in the hospital bed and she says, I have to stop drinking and I have to stop, you know, I have to stop quitting jobs for no reason and all and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, back to your question, Alice. So, you know, it's a really romantic film and I am a sucker for romance. So it's got a lot of charm, a lot of heart. I think that's down to a few things. The, the main cast... The chemistry of Domal Gleason and Rachel McAdams and the supporting cast as well. So you've got like people in it like Tom Hollander, who plays like a grumpy playwright. Vanessa Kirby, it's the first thing I ever saw her in before she did The Crown, who plays uh, their friend, um, Joanna. Then you've got Josh McGuire, he plays Rory, the little guy with the curly hair. There's just lots of really quirky, interesting characters. His family as well, like you say, Bill Nye. Margot Nighy. Robbie. Forgot, as well. I forgot Margot Robbie was in wow, it. Wow, <laughs> Hollywood superstar. Yeah, I think yeah. This, was, this might have been, this and Wolf of Wall Street might have been like at around the same time. Yeah. So she obviously broke through around then. Um, so the cast are great, um, all very likable. I think that um, I really like the way Richard Curtis writes. He does write, but not only does he write very romantically, but he does, like you say, pithy, sarcastic, dry dialogue really well. So like you say, the bit with the ginger joke, there's a bit where he's playing table tennis and he says something like, <laughs> he's playing with his son, who's the first openly ginger tennis player or something like that. Yeah, and it's just, yeah it's really, I loved all that. Yeah, yeah. and he does, you know, he does, Rich Curtis does do posh, affable, quirky people very, very well. Yeah. Um, I like 
you know, there's some really good sort of melancholic music in there, a bit of Nick Cave and that sort of thing. I really like, again, the message about you, there's no easy fix, but also the message about enjoy every day, enjoy the little things, see people, you know, look up from your phone, see people for who they are. Don't just, don't just sort of drift by actually notice stuff. And I, and I really like that. I think it's really, it's really important. So, um, Alice, what about you? What, what did you think? I'm really interested to know what you what you thought. Like, what did you like about it? The, uh, just the things I've already mentioned, really. Like Bill Nye was the was the real standout for me, um, and sort of some of the character progression I thought was okay. Like I said, the ginger joke. I, I mean, I'm a, I just I enjoy a ginger joke. Like if it's <laughs> if a ginger joke is told with love or if it is actually funny, then I will accept it. Mm. Like you don't want mm. any cheap things, you know, just like, you know, carrot top or your head's on fire, whatever, mm. blah, blah, blah. Like, come on, you can be more creative than that. And I thought Richard Curtis did a good job of that. And then, because obviously Bill Nye a lot of the time was the one delivering the ginger jokes mm. and you just can't get mad at him. No. For whatever he does. It's too cool. Um, he is too cool. The other thing I quite liked as well that um, Kat mentioned earlier, but the, the going into the wardrobe thing is very like Narnia. And mm. it kind of just made me think of that. And it sort of adds that more sort of fantasy element to it because it's to look at it and to look at nearly everything about it. That's not a fantasy film. That is a rom-com, but it's got this very strong fantasy element in the time travel. But it's just so like, like when the dad's telling him about it, it's just like, oh, by the way, we can time travel. It's like, mm. now you're 21, I'm going to tell you, we can time travel. And it's just like, oh, okay. And he just kind of cracks on with it. Like, he, I think he has like one moment where he's like, oh, you're joking, aren't you? But then just gets on with it and, straight and away. And there's, um, there's no special effects as well. He just, I mean, not, no I, don't, I, don't effects, have a, I don't have a problem yeah. with special effects, but it's just quite interesting mm. that they wrote it so that the way he goes back in time is he just closes his eyes in a cupboard. There's no like, and then there's, you know, loads of CGI and you shoot proof. It's not like, you know, it's not, it's not Avengers, is it? Or Doctor Who or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's no building a, a time machine yeah. or, you know, kind of any weird sort of like visual or weird colours or blurriness or anything. Yeah, you're right. Um, Kat, what do you, how do you feel about the sort of character progression? Because obviously we, we're following Tim on his journey sort of from start to finish. Did you feel like satisfied with, with the way that his narrative went? Yeah, I, th I thought it was absolutely brilliant, especially when he was like, he had to do the whole Kate Moss thing and go back and pretend that he knew everything about Kate Moss when he was going around that museum because he knew the girl that he was falling in love with, that was her icon, and he wanted to, yeah, I I, I loved everything about his character because even, like, I think you touched on that, Josh, say it was very, it's very clean, isn't it? You know, even though there is a few sex scenes in there, it's still very, very clean. And I, I thought it was hilarious when he kept going back in time when he, he first had um, intimacy with his with his wife to be um, because he wanted to get it just spot on. I thought that was hilarious. Um, and uh, another thing is that she never twigged, did she? It was like that nobody ever thought, well, "Where's it? Where's he just gone? Where you know, where's he gone?" And then I, the first scene when he went into the wardrobe. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Andy came back and he kissed the girl from the party. And I thought, oh, that was lovely, that. Because that proper made her a day, didn't it? Because when he didn't do it, you could see how disappointed. And we've all been there, haven't we? A little bit disappointed, <laughs> and then when he went back, I thought he could he could have done anything, couldn't he? he? Could have I don't know, but he he made yeah. I I love that, and so so my answer to your question, Alice, is yeah. I I love the progression of his character. I thought it was it was absolutely amazing, and he, and he he did he was comical, um he he had an awe about him. I just found him a little bit. You know, like um, Fifty Shades. It's nothing like Fifty Shades. <laughs> but you know that character where you just like, he's not the perfect like guy that you would probably swoon over, but he made you swoon over him because of his character that he was playing. He's so likable, he's so likable sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, and he, you know, even his like stupid humour and, you know, when she said, Oh, I thought you'd had a bad day there. Uh, you know, I was gonna get, have sex with you because I thought you'd had a bad day, and he was like, "I had a really bad day." <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. I just thought, yeah, it was really, really well written, and I, I, I love films like that. Yeah, so I was, like I said, I was, I didn't at first when I thought about the, um, a bit Back to the Future, I was like, oh, and I thought it was going to be all sound effects and all stuff like that and this guy with big white hair was going to come out and stuff but it didn't happen and that was okay <laughs> I think it would have really spoiled the film it would have really spoiled it so yeah it, it would have become a different thing then wouldn't it it would have been yeah. a bit more gimmicky and it would have been sort of trying to emulate these other sort of time travel films that had already been before whereas doing time travel in the way that they did 
you don't really see that too often. I think the time traveler's wife sort of did something quite similar where it is just quite subtle and someone just goes away and then comes back. But usually you're thinking it, you know, sci-fi, science fantasy, like these kind of big, like, oh, we finally realized how to go back in time. And it's like a whole to do. And it's like this kind of big moment that is kind of visually just sort of very busy. And you just don't really get that in that. And it's, I suppose it is quite, um, quite endearing in its simplicity in that way it made you believe um, in it didn't it it made you believe that that have I got any family secrets like that is someone going to sit me down one day and tell me that I've got you know it made me believe that this could actually happen That's you always dread it don't you you dread like you know if, if your dad's pulling you to one side in a quiet room to have a chat with you it's like oh my god what what secret has he been hiding what horrors is he about to tell me and it's like oh no we could travel in time it's like oh phew <laughs> Josh, what about you? What else did you like about it? It's just—I think it's just a lovely. I think it's just lovely. There's so much chemistry mm. between the, between uh, Domo Gleeson and Rachel McAdams. She's really likable in it. Uh, I mean, Richard Curtis loves a a, a a dorky English guy and an American woman who's way out of his league, doesn't he? Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, literally born so. in a funeral, Notting Hill. Um, mm-hmm. that might probably happens in Love Actually. Um, this as well, you know. I just yeah, I think it's great. I think it's really good. You don't get in in this day and age, and I know obviously it's you know it's it's an eight year old film, but you don't get that many films that I think are like this that can draw people to the cinema that aren't you know Avengers or Batman or you know, Star Wars, you know, big mm-hmm. blockbusters. You know, there is something to be said for films for people who don't want who want relatable characters, and I think that's one of the things it is is it's relatable, normal ish characters. In a in a not relatable situation, do you know what I mean? What if it was normal people, but it was time travel? And I think that's a really interesting idea. What if it's a love story between normal people, but it's time travel? But it's not, you know, it isn't Back to the Future or Edge of Tomorrow or Avengers or anything like that. So, I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting. I think there's something to be said. You know, there's a reason why every now and then films do come along that get loads of people into the cinema who don't normally go to the cinema. And I think that's I think that's important that you do have. Things like this, or I guess, um, like Mamma Mia, you know, you know, the films that aren't for basically 18 to 35 year old blokes who are the main people who go to the cinema and spend money, you know, people that you, you, you know, it's a film that you can go and see with your, your mum or your sister or your, your, your mates, or, you know, it's not, it's not something that's, I don't know, big, a big massive, um, spectacle. So we'll move on now to talking about things that maybe we didn't like as much about the film or things that we would change. Uh, so Kat, we'll come to you first. Was there anything at all? Yeah. <laughs> Blind date. <laughs> Blind date. What, what was that? I, <laughs> I, 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 could, I was like... They, are they going to switch the lights? <laughs> I know that wasn't the point of a blind date, but I didn't, again, I didn't know things like this existed, that you, when you actually go on a blind date, it it, it was, yeah, I just, I just didn't get, I didn't get, mm. I liked afterwards when they come out into the daylight and he could see the, who he'd been chatting to and he was like, he'd already fallen in love with her, which was really bizarre. But yeah, that bit, I, it made me cringe. <laughs> I, th- I think it is a real restaurant. I think it is. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I think stuff like that does happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, things go bump in the dark, don't they? I don't like (laughs) stuff like that. I think it's fantastic, obviously, if these guys, you know, obviously are are blind and they run this. I think that side of it, yeah, absolutely fantastic. But I couldn't, 
it was just watching it because we were literally just listening to their voices in pitch black and I was just like it's going to come light in a minute isn't it and I just felt uncomfortable and that was probably the the bit that I really didn't like of the film and I I probably would have fast forwarded it. (laughs) Well it did it did go on for quite a while and it went on for longer than I sort of assumed it would like you were maybe thinking oh we'll maybe get 20 seconds of this and then of course you know you're paying Rachel McAdams you're paying Donald Gleeson we want to see their faces you know especially Rachel McAdams you know she's wonderful wonderful um so yeah no I totally see what you mean with that was was there anything else or was was that like the main stand-up for you right I'm probably just when he went back into he couldn't find her he went back in time again and then he found out that she was actually with someone and they were eating around the table at this I don't know what I don't think it was the museum was it the museum yeah I think it was the museum it was museum or an art gallery or something going on wasn't there it's yeah the Kate, the Kate Moss thing isn't it ah uh, yeah yeah it was yeah just just that bit really I was just like yeah I could have done that could have not been there for me so that <laughs> the blind date and the bit where she they were eating, I, I suppose it's because I don't like to watch people eat as well, so that's another thing yeah. of mine. Got, got a few angles, haven't I? <laughs> don't, like yeah, the I don't, don't like watching people eat or hearing them eat. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to hear your weird mouth noises, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no. So things like that, I'd probably go make a brew and then come back and get back invested, yeah. Yeah, that's your intermission then. That's your time to have a breather. <laughs> yeah. Josh, what about yourself? It's difficult because I do love I do love the film and I also don't <laughs> want to um essentially like because my partner doesn't like it and we've had quite a, a lot of sort of debates about it I don't want to say what she says from my point of view um I'd probably say they're all a bit posh and a bit white mm-hmm. um you know there's a lot of them so so Bill Nye says to him doesn't he when he's talking about how to use the time travel he says to him Oh well, don't use it for money because um, your uncle used it for money and nothing happened to him and he and and, and he had a boring life. But they do have quite a massive house, like mm-hmm. it, like clearly mm-hmm. they do have a bit of money and it's in Cornwall That's on not, the beach. Yeah, it's as not, well. it's, not yeah. it's not a cheap house that they live in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It must be worth a few bob. Um, there's yeah, there's I think I managed to spot one non-white speaking character, and that's the guy who just keeps calling his friend the wrong name. Who's the okay. the boss lawyer? But I don't know if I'm just you know you feel like you're finding stuff because I do just love it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I tell you one thing I couldn't they didn't justify why it's just the men in the family who can time travel. Why isn't it just just the kids? Like obviously well, did... Bill, Bill Knight has two children with his wife, so why isn't it not both of them who can do it? But I guess I it suppose... must just be it must just be the sort of power of the. What is it? The Y chromosome. Yeah. For, or maybe for it's like it's, it's, it's like it's like it's like a baldness. It, <laughs> it yeah. travels down yeah. one line or something like that. But to be honest, I'm, I'm I would probably say that was nitpicking because I really mm-hmm. the one thing that Richard Curtis does do that I it's not even a dislike. I find it really funny. He makes it look like about four people live in London. Yeah. <laughs> like like <laughs> and that London's like really affordable and everyone can have their own flat and yeah. all that, but. Again, that, that's something I noticed, but there's nothing really I, I dislike about it because I do just I do just love the film. I just think it's so charming and so lovely. But I don't know. Yeah, so oh, I can't really say any, anything. What about you, Alice? Um, so I I did have quite a few issues with the film, and I won't I won't go into too much detail, and I won't sort of go on about it too much because you know this is a, a positive space, and we want to want to kind of focus on the more positive aspects. Um. 
But so, some of the treatment of the female characters, I wasn't 100% there for. Like the kind of way that he ogles uh, Margot Robbie's character, I did find that a little bit creepy. Like it's sort of from a distance and he says that he's in love with her and that she is the love of his life and all this. And they've barely said like two sentences to each other. Um, and similar with Rachel McAdams' character, so Mary as well. You know, he falls in love with her after five five minutes. Like the 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 love and all that seems it's quite superficial. I know it's a film and you've got, you know, an hour and a half, two hours to try and get these messages across. It just felt sort of so intense, so fast that it kind of borderlines on creepy for me. <laughs> um, they use the word uh, prostitute a lot as a derogatory term for women. Uh, and I wasn't really on board with that. He calls Mary's friend. He says, that oh, she looks like the nice prostitute. And it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? And then Mary tries on a specific dress and she's like, do I look like a prostitute? And he's like, yeah, you look like a prostitute. And it's like, what what, what do you, what are you trying to convey by saying that? Like, are we still kind of, you know, in, in the early 1900s where we're going to look <laughs> down on women because of because of that particular profession that they choose? So that bothered me a little bit. Um, and some of Tim's motivations, I thought, were uh, purely selfish. He just wanted what he wanted, and he didn't seem to really mind what that meant for anyone else. He was quite manipulative of Mary in some instances, you know, trying to, you know, rehearse the thing about Kate Moss and, and trying to place himself in specific situations to make sure that she fell in love with him, pretty much. And some of that just made me feel a bit, oh, but... And, you know, obviously it's it's meant to be lighthearted and it is meant to be fun. And I just think it, it so often depends on how you go into these things. And I think maybe I was just in that particular mood where I just didn't have the time for it. I was just like, no, like, come on, this was only eight years ago or whatever. You sh this should be better. It should be better. Um, so there was just a few things like that. And like I, like I said before, the fact that... Um, he goes back. So he goes back initially to save his sister from this car crash. But in doing that, it changes the identity, basically, of his child. And he can't deal with that. So then he lets his sister be in the car crash anyway. Um, and at first, I was like, I mean, that that's weird. Like, that's weird that you were able to stop that and you still let it happen, despite what it might mean for your sister. But I think, Kat, like you said before, that gives him the opportunity to help her in a different way, in a more human way and in a more real way where he can actually talk to her and support her and not just click his fingers and and sort of fix everything for her, which I suppose is what she needs, really. She needs, she's obviously got problems and by going through these hardships and going through these challenges herself, she becomes a better person. Whereas maybe if that hadn't happened, then she wouldn't have had that character development. So I can definitely sort of rearrange how I view that and sort of view it from more of your point of view. Um, but those were the main main things for me, really. It is, you know, it's, it is a, a very lighthearted, just sort of nice looking, very shiny, brilliant cast, as we've said, and a, a very interesting concept, I thought. So we'll move on to talking about the critical reception now. So Kat, Tell, tell me, what do you think this got? What sort of rating do you think this would have got? Sort of out of 10 or out of 100? Kind of where do you think it sits? And then also, what would you give it personally? So I think it's clear that me and Josh love this film more than you, Alice. Yeah. I think, that, I think that's clear, isn't it? Um, I, I think it would have got really low ratings 
I think people wouldn't have understood it as I think you've got to be like you've just said I think you've either got to be in the right mindset to, to watch it or you've got to be that old romantic um like like I think what me and Josh are that just <laughs> fell in love <laughs> just fell in love with it and um and fell in love with all that and, and didn't what you've pointed out Alice with your different things that you didn't like that totally went over my head when I when I was watching it but now it has made me think a little bit so I was really wrapped up in how much I I, I was loving it and thinking about actually specifics things that you that you've brought up so I for that I would say I would give it a 10 but I would think you I would yeah You'd give it a 10. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 10, I would wow. because I'd watch it over and over again. It's something mm. that I was going to actually watch again today just to freshen up, but I didn't have a chance. And I was just like, yeah, it's something I could watch on a Sunday afternoon, but it's something I could watch on a Monday afternoon if I was got free time. It's not something, yeah, I loved it. that I did love it that much. And it, it was one of them films that at the end, like I'm quite emotional. So, you know, like if I see, you know, like, I'm showing me AJ, but like Lassie, you know, I cry. I cry at an advert, you know, if I think Jaffa Cakes has brought out an advert where it says, you know, if 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 Jaffa Cakes can be a cake and a biscuit, then you can be whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, you're still right. Oh, that's <laughs> not cute, and that's, actually, isn't it? It is. And it's so like, and I'm like, I'm I'm like that. I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm like, yes, you can be what whatever you choose to be. So for him to actually find love, and I think I I felt like even though we had this lovely upbringing and a lovely childhood, I think there may be a little bit of love not there, as in physical hugs and, and stuff mm. like that, because it was only at the very end when his dad actually said, you know, because his dad used to like mess about and say, but I like you. But he actually said at the end that he loved him and they were on the beach with his little boy and, and all that. So I think, yeah, yeah, that's what it was for me. It was just love. <laughs> So you don't think it did that well. So Josh, what about you? What kind of mark do you so, think it got? So, first of all, it's a really interesting point Kat's made there about him having quite a, a, a unemotional childhood because also they make a point of saying how formal and unemotional his mum is. So maybe that's something mm. I don't know. Don't know. But anyway, well, how do I think it did? So I remember this coming out. Obviously, I went to see it the pictures. So I remember it doing pretty well with the critics when it came out. But I do know that some people had taken issue with the film since it came out because of a few things that Alice highlighted and a couple of other bits as well. So I'm wondering if perhaps it's evened out over the years. So I would probably say, how, how would I rate it? Highly, pretty similar to Cat. How do I think it did? Um, I would probably say like a, like the middle sixes because um, I think it's probably balanced itself out um, over the the eight years, you know, since it's come out. Okay, well, at the time of recording on IMDb, it got 7.8, which is quite high for IMDb. That is pretty good. Then on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience gave it 81%. So the audience are with you both, I think. And then the critics gave it 69%. So they're not that bad. I don't think as yeah. as to, in terms of scores, and I, you know, I've seen some horrendous scores given by the <laughs> critics for films that we've previously discussed. <laughs> um, so, Kat, I suppose you you probably think that's underrated, right? Because you're thinking ten out of ten, one hundred percent, right? Whereas my husband, when he like he sat through it, let's just put it like that, he sat through <laughs> it. So if if you were interviewing him, he'd be like, "It's a four. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a three. In fact, I wouldn't even go and watch it. That is what he'd say, you know, he yeah. because he but I think I because I I'm I'm bad at this and I'm watching a film, I like have to explain to him like the emotion side of things. This is yeah. happening mm-hmm. because of this. And this is happening because of this, because he he doesn't get invested in that. So I think that if there is, like you said, a lot more men going to watch films, I don't think, I think it would be underrated by them. I think Josh is probably of a minority of men that would love it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think about those scores, Josh? Is that sort of, you said sort of, what did you say? So, 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 it's, so it's, it's, it's higher than I thought it was going to be. But then mm. I thought similar to what to what Kat said, which is which is that and all actually a lot of critics, I think, would probably be quite snotty about things like rom-coms. I think they're seen as mm-hmm. disposable and cheesy. And it's also quite male dominated a lot of the time as well. So I think you're probably right with that. I still think it's a little bit underrated. And I do think it's a little bit probably underseen as well, because I don't think it's ever talked about as the great rom-coms. You know, if you hold up like, I don't know, Pretty Woman or um, When Harry Met... Or just some of Curtis's other yeah, films or the, as well. or the other Richard yeah. Curtis films, Notting Hill, Four Winds in a Funeral, um, or think of something like, I don't know, like, I suppose the benchmark rom-com is, is for most people is When Harry Met Sally, something like that. Mm-hmm. I do think it is one of the better rom-coms and i think it does some really interesting stuff with the with the sort of device of time travel so i think it is underrated and a little bit underseen mm-hmm. there we go then well it's two versus one so i think we'll definitely <laughs> say it's underrated there's another one for the underrated pile i'm so glad it got into the underrated pile i'm so <laughs> glad were you expecting that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. No, I definitely think it's underrated. Definitely. I think when when you ask someone to, oh, can you recommend me a film to watch on Netflix tonight? Um, you know, I'm in. I've got some time on my hands. That would not come up. So, Kat, thank you so much for joining us. It was so lovely to have you here. Um, so, tell everyone where can they find you? Where can they follow you? What have you got going on at the moment? So it's quite a bold statement to call myself visibility queen, but that's why, what I am. And I wear the crown very proudly. So I wear this visibility crown to help women get seen and get aligned to their message. So they can find me on Instagram. If you type in visibility queen cat, if you type in visibility queen on Facebook, I should pop up. Or if you just type in cat Massey, I usually pop up on there as well. I've been helping um, female entrepreneurs, business owners and creatives get seen for quite a long time now, since 2017. And I felt like I wanted to step it up a little bit. And I have got 15 females together and they've all wrote a chapter for a collaboration book that is coming out um, for pre-orders on September the 28th. And it's going to actually launch on Mental Health Awareness Day on the 10th of October. And it's for the charity Milestone Mums. And everybody has stepped into their passion, into their purpose and absolutely into their power and put that all into these chapters. And it's it's a book that I wish was about when I needed to read something like this. So for future generations, we're definitely um, leaving our legacy for them. Fabulous. Brilliant. Well, that's something to look forward to. Oh, go on, Josh. I was just going to say the book, Kat, can, is it, can you just get it in all the usual places? Yeah, it's called Scene. Yep. Um, and... It's going to be available on Amazon, on Kindle and paperback, but we have already had some local bookstores wanting to take it as well. Great, great. 
Fabulous. Very exciting. Look forward to it. Kat, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, so oh, it's been amazing. Thanks, guys. I love what you do. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a breath of fresh air. So thanks for inviting me. So there we go. Another episode in the bag, another brilliant guest episode. And I'm very happy to say that About Time has slidden into the underrated vault. And I tell you what, Alice. I was not expecting I that. I tell you what, <laughs> if it hadn't have slidden into the underrated vault, I'll tell you what I'd have done with the vault. I'd have burned it down, Alice. That's what I'd have done. <laughs> I'd have burned the vault down. No more that vault. Been the end. The end of no more Grease 2. No more Speed 2. Nothing. 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 <laughs> Um, well, I guess that's good then. I'll take solace in that, but, I suppose. Uh, yeah, but no, thank you very much to, to Kat for joining us. Please do make sure you check her out on all the social media. Kat Massey, the visibility queen. Check out her book, Scene. We'll put links to it out when everything comes out and make sure we, we tag her and stuff. But do check her out because I think she's doing some really important work. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, all that remains to say then is, is join us next week when we're going to be discussing another film. Um, and in the meantime, if you could check us out on all the usual social medias, it's just films and that. Um, we're on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, you know, all the all the usual places. Um, Alice Oliver, thank you very much for joining me as ever. Thank you, Josh. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, and it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.